It's a grizzly. Should we get out of here? No. We're gonna watch and listen. everybody to another edition of Grizzlies Paranormal True Crimes. Yeah, so we're dealing with Summer Wells case part two. So Shay is gone. She's got the night off. Sonia is on a trip. So I'm doing this solo. Hello. Welcome, Crazy Witch. Hello, everybody. Hopefully I sound okay. I didn't do any testing before I came on, so hopefully everything is online and in line and checking out okay. So welcome, welcome. Very interesting. Uh, usually we have the psychics on tonight. Hello there, Luna. Welcome. Hello there, YouTube user. But last week I reached out to a Facebook group. Hello, Missy. Yes, I am flying solo. There we go. Not anymore. So, but I reached out to a Facebook group last last week, and I was up to like 5 o'clock in the morning, ladies and gentlemen. 5 o'clock. Researching this case. So, and I reached out to this one Facebook group. I had over 10,000 members involving this child. Yes, this child. Summer. Hi, Terry. Welcome to the show. And I thought, well, you know what? As a courtesy, like Grizzly always does, right? I will extend the olive branch. And I will make contact and say, hey, this is what we are. This is who I am. And this is what we are doing. Just FYI. And this is some background about how we do things. Welcome, Brenda. Hello. Well, I was met with a lot of hesitation. Well, that caught me off guard. So, I went ahead and disclosed my full name, my real name to this person. And I was like, look, here is who I am. Can we video chat? No. This person wanted everything documented in this chat room. I was like, wow. I was like, well, here's my personal cell phone number. Can we at least talk? No. I was like, what in the world? So I was going to do a blast. I was going to bring up the Facebook group and show it worldwide. But I wanted to see what was going on in this Facebook group that was over 10,000 strong. Now, ladies and gentlemen, there are numerous Facebook groups regarding this missing person, this missing child. Yes. But as I 
continuing to do my research until five o'clock that a.m., I inform the admin, only one admin of this group, what we are doing, what is going to happen, and just heads up that all parties are proven innocent until proven guilty in a court of law. And this is for only entertainment purposes only. Now, I did explain to her or them, he or she, about the board, about the information going in front of the board and being reviewed and having each person with abilities coming on the show live and giving their testimony what they retrieve from their own abilities. Remember, each party is innocent until proven guilty in court of law. So during this research, I found out a lot of people made asses out of people on YouTube. So yes. So now I understand why this person did not want to physically, verbally, or I guess verbally, I should say, talk to me without having something documented. Okay, I wrote that off. Okay, I, I don't blame he or she. All right, no big deal. But now if somebody was going to do a show on it and I ran a Facebook group, I would probably want my Facebook group involved. So I did send a link. That person allegedly did subscribe to the channel and probably is watching right now, which is fine. Hallelujah. Amen. Okay. So now there are a lot of things out there about this case out there floating around, interviews, all kinds of stuff. Now, with that being said, hello, Carol Ann. Yes, I did get that right. Hello. Uh, there's no, re no, no reason, I think, to reinvent the wheel. I think there's plenty of people out there that's done a lot of investigation and put a lot of things together very well documented on Summerwell's case that's on YouTube. So, yes, Crazy Witch, this is very getting, get it, it's getting interesting. Because I've already got some interesting news about how this case may turn out. So, yes. But let's set the stage for everybody, okay? So, we know, allegedly, that we know that this five-year-old, let me, let, me, let me bring up some pictures here. Let me start sharing some screens. All right, so let's do this the right way. So we remember that this girl, five years old, ended up disappearing, right? Remember that? And the mom was supposed to be planting flowers or something or something along those lines and whatnot and however it went down, right? However, however it was, whatever. All right, video number one. Now, here we go. Let me share this. Let me bring this to another screen. Well, that didn't work. And by, ladies and gentlemen, here. I wonder why they didn't, did not work. But like I said, it's very interesting how all this came awry here. All right. 
present share screen make sure we got the video checked so y'all can or the audio all right here we go from jail good evening i'm sarah diamond i'm josh smith yeah it's been almost a year since we've last seen or heard from donald wells an amber alert to find his daughter summer wells remains active 19 months after it was first issued. Yeah, Don was released from jail back in October after serving time for a DUI charge. He broke his silence in a recent post on findsummerwells.com. He criticized the Department of Children's Services in Tennessee about how they handled the case involving his older children. And now we're hearing from him in his first on-camera interview with News Channel 11 since getting out of jail. Ansley Daniels spoke with him. Ansley, what did he tell you? Well, Josh and Sarah, this is the first time we are hearing from Don since he was released from jail and in the months following with their sons in DCS custody and Saturday marking summer's seventh birthday, Don Wells told me that he and his wife just want their family back together. It's been almost a year and a half since Summer Wells went missing from her home in the Beach Creek community of Hawkins County. We have to prepare ourselves for a worst case scenario. You know, um, we could always hope for a good scenario, but, you know, it's it can't be good because no matter what situation she's in, she's lost her freedom. Even if she's alive, she's, she's lost her freedom. She can't be seen in public. About a month after she was reported missing, her three older brothers were placed into DCS custody. We really want our boys back home. If, you know, if Summer was to be found today, we wouldn't be able to see her or talk to her, you know, and we can't talk to our boys. Were they in touch with Candace when you were in jail? Yes. Yeah. But did something change when you got out of jail? Um, the only thing that changed is suddenly we, we, I wasn't, we weren't allowed to contact them at all. Well spent a little more than eight months in the Hawkins County Jail for pleading guilty to a DUI charge. One of the guards gave me a copy of the New Living Translation Bible, so I found that to be about the best book there was. So I, I read, so I, I read it several times because that's all there really was to do. I was in 23-hour lockdown, so for my safety, they say. And since he was released from jail, Wells says it's been a challenge to gain custody back. They're doing it, nothing to help us. In fact. They're making us jump through all kinds of hoops, which is almost impossible to jump through all of them and hold a job and do all these things. They're making it real, real tough on us. Wells told us he has been in touch with investigators over Summer's case. There's not one shred of evidence. There's nothing. As much as they've looked and as much as work of this they've done, if I haven't been able to come up with anything at all. His wife, Summer's mother, Candace, has also been in and out of the hospital. Candace has been in the emergency room four times. Heart surgery, hopefully to, to correct the problem with her heart. But she's doing better, I think. Um, but all the stress and stuff, it's not helping at all, I don't think.
for sure. This weekend marks Summer's seventh birthday. It's just another day without her. I mean, I don't really want to celebrate her birthday without her. A time where he will wonder what she would be like as a seven-year-old. She was definitely going to be tall. She'd probably be as tall as me, I'd say, because she was growing so fast. And I'm sure she would be the same person. And, and she didn't have no qualms about taking on her, her brothers, that's for sure. <laughs> she didn't hesitate to put them in their place real quick. Don Wells says that even though there has not been any new leads in Summer's case recently, he's hopeful that by keeping her name in the news, there will continue to be some new information. Now, so here's the deal, ladies and gentlemen. So I have watched interviews and interviews over and over, all right? And he was allegedly at work, right, when this happened. So, now, why is he speaking on the behalf of the mother? Now, that was one of the questions I had, all right? Now, I'm not calling the kettle black or anything. I'm just asking some basic questions, okay? The mother, remember, had the 15-year-old neighbor, remember, with the grandmother. They went to pick up some medicine. At the local Walgreens. Well, evidently there was a way. So they went to the local swimming hole and went swimming while they waited for the venison while the kids went swimming. Now that's how the story went. Now at that time, now if anybody wants to chime in and say I'm wrong, let me know. At that time they got done swimming, they went back, got the medicine, they went home, they were planting flowers. All right, now, next video. Now, this lady cracks me up. I like her. She did a pretty good job. It's interesting how she broke everything down. So, listen to how she breaks it down. All right, let me share this screen. Flip it over here. Bring it up. And hit a couple of buttons here. And here we go. Stand by. And then I hope I hit the audio. So let me stop it just to make sure. Because I'm not for sure if I did hit the audio on this one. I don't know why they just don't have it. There we go. Now we hit the audio. Now we hit there. Now here we go. Now check this one out. and things that you guys are not interested in but this is a cold case and hopefully we're going to find summer like or find out what happened to her five-year-old summer wells lived at home with her father don wells with her mother candace wells and her three older brothers they lived on a big piece of property out in a rural area that was about 11 acres a little over 11 acres which is quite a bit it's a nice 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 chunk of property just to give you guys some sort of guesstimate typical neighborhoods here in florida the houses are built on about of like a quarter of an acre okay about a quarter of an acre they lived on 11 acres. So it's Summer, her mom, her dad, her three older brothers, and her 
grandmother hands on the property. So, ladies and gentlemen, to break down how big 11 acres is, in one acre, one acre is 43,560 square feet. 43,560 square feet in one acre. Just give you a heads up. Property as well. So you've got Candace the mother and Candace the grandma, and we're just going to refer to grandma as grandma so we don't get them confused because of the names. On this day, on June 15th, at around 6.30 in the morning, Don Wells' alarm went off. He got up to go to work like he typically does. He said that he looked over. He saw Summer was laying next to him. He said that his five-year-old daughter was very much attached to him and was a huge daddy's girl. So she was sleeping in the bed with him and Candace, her mom. He got up at 6.30, saw them, and by 7 a.m., he left the house to go to work. Now, around 7.30 a.m., Candace said that she got up because she had to take her mother, grandma, to the hospital for an appointment. And their plan was for the day that Candace, the mother, was going to take her, her five-year-old little girl, Summer, and her grandma to the hospital and leave the three older boys at home. Now, this kind of atmosphere at this house was... Very, very, what I would call backwoods country and, you know, different people live in the country. I, I feel like I live country. I'm about to be living really country, which I'm super excited about here soon. But not everybody that lives in the country lives the same, okay? They live on this big piece of property. They got these older, much older houses inside the house. It's really crammed with a bunch of things that they probably need and probably a lot of things they don't need. When you look at it, a lot of stuff seems kind of maybe. I'm making this quick video because it has been one month since joining the Cashflow 101 system. And so what I wanted to dirty and I don't say that in a negative way I mean different people live different ways okay it does like the toys and stuff of summers that I saw outside you know they were just they were kids stuff they were playing in the dirt dirty stuff whatever and it's a lot of terrains okay a lot of hills and drop-offs in this area and not a grocery store for quite a ways away I mean I looked at it from a Google map their house and I mean it's a lot of greenery for a lot for a long 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 ways okay and the three older boys were just going to stay at home this day play their little Minecraft and their tablets and the mom the grandmother and little five-year-old Candace was going to go to the doctor's appointment at 8 a.m they dropped grandma off at the hospital and Candace and Summer sit in the parking lot in the car. Now they sit there, they're playing on their phones or doing whatever they're doing. Now this is according to Candace. And then around 10.30 a.m., Candace gets a phone call from a family friend named Hunter. Now Hunter is a 14-year-old little boy. Later on in another video, if you want this, I'll start telling you guys how stories don't line up and how they don't match. But right uh, now- Oh, we're, we're gonna, gonna watch the other video. Kind of on track to give y'all an overview of what allegedly happened this day. Okay. So Candace said around 10 30 a.m., Hunter, 15 year old little Hunter, called her and said, Hey, what are you doing? She's like, Well, we're sitting in the car waiting on grandma. She's having her doctor's appointment. And Hunter said, Well, y'all want to come over, hang out, sit over here. And Candace said, Well, you need to ask your mom. Now, the relationship between Candace and Hunter's mom is they used to be best friends, they had a fallen out. 
allegedly CPS was called and there was a bunch of drama and all that stuff. We can get to that in a later video. However, Candace was still very close with her son, Hunter. Some drama came up and people were speculating, was this an inappropriate relationship? But Hunter and Candace both say no. Candace said the reason why she was involved in Hunter's life was like, he was kind of like a little son to her and he was like a big brother to Summer. And sometimes she'd go pick him up and take him to do things with him because he didn't really get to do a lot of stuff at home with his home life. And she'd pick him up, let him come over and then drop him off just like a, just like another one of her sons. So Hunter asked his mom and his mom said, I don't care if they come over, but not for long. Candace and Summer drive to Hunter's house and it is alleged that Candace arrived at Hunter's house at around 10 30, 11 o'clock. So that leaves about two, two and a half to three hours of a span that we don't really know where they were that Candace said she was sitting in the parking lot. Nevertheless, they got there, they hung out for a bit and around 11 a.m., grandma called, said she was done with the appointment and that they needed to go back and pick her up. Hunter asked his mom, could he go hang out with Candace and them, you know, run errands or whatever. And she said, sure, you can go for a little bit, but then you need to come back. So they had decided that they were going to go to like this water area or whatever. So he put on a swimsuit and Candace said she already had Summer dressed in her swimsuit. They hopped into the car and then they left. After they picked up grandma from the hospital, they went to a smoke shop. Candace went inside. She bought three nicotine vapes. Okay. They left from there and they went to Walgreens. When they went to Walgreens, they dropped off grandma's prescription that she had just gotten. And Walgreens allegedly told her it would be about 30 minutes to fill the prescription. So that's when they decided that they would go to this place nearby called Warrior Park. Now, Warrior Park, from the videos and stuff that I've seen, the area that they went to, to me, kind of looked like a lake or like a little like a little lake. It had water and you could drive up underneath these trees and it wasn't anything professional looking. It's just like a water hole with trees. They pull up there and Summer and Hunter get out and they're splashing around in the water. They're playing. Grandma and Candace are sitting up there, probably smoking, you know, just sitting under there watching the kids play in the water and waiting for time to pass. At approximately 1.30, 1.35-ish p.m., they pick up the prescription from Walgreens that they had dropped off earlier. After they pick up the prescriptions, they go through Sonic drive through they get some slushies, they stop by this little grocery store. Candace runs in and she said she got just a few things, some milk, some cheese, just little things that they needed. And at 2.30 p.m., they arrived at Hunter's house to drop Hunter off. Now, this is the last time Hunter would see Summer, okay? He said that when he saw her, that she was alive, she was fine, and she was in the backseat of the car. He went inside, and they drove off. This is where things are going to get very fuzzy now and in videos to come if you want them, because this is the last time that anybody outside of the immediate family saw Summer alive. At around 3.09 p.m., there was a video taken of Summer sleeping in the back seat of the car on two gallon jugs of milk. She still got her arm up? No. Oh, that's what I was trying to catch. She still got her arm up? No. Oh, that's what I was trying to catch. The video kind of shows her just laid over sleeping and allegedly Candace said that she handed the phone to her mom, grandma, and said, film this video of because she had her arm up and was sleeping just like her father, Don. 
Now, a lot of things were speculated about this. People thought, okay, maybe she was actually not alive here. Um, but I did see videos of where like investigators, forensic investigators said that they fully believe that she was alive here sleeping on this milk because of her lip color. Her lips were still pink, you know, and there was a lot of people that were saying, why would a little girl sleep on two cold jugs of milk? Well, I don't know about your kids, but honey, I didn't see my kids sleep in all different kind of crazy ways. Jordan, when he was little, he literally would sleep with one arm up in the air and or sleep with a leg up in the air on his stomach and both of his legs would be up like kids okay. will sleep any doggone where if they're tired enough and you'll let them. However, I wasn't there. I don't fully know, but I do know that kids when they're tired, they it don't matter. Okay. So then they drive home sometime after that 309 PM, the three of them, the grandmother, Candace, the mother and summer arrive at the house. Now, Candace said she got out. She unloaded the little groceries that she had. She said summer woke up immediately and got up and got out of the car with the grandmother. She said that after they put the groceries up, that the grandmother, Candace and summer began to plant flowers outside or plant little plants, succulents or they planted something. Me and my mother and her were planting flowers. And we went in after we got done washing our hands and she got a piece of candy from grandma and she wanted to go back over and see her brothers. And I said, okay. And I walked her all the way over to the porch and I watched her walk into the kitchen where the boys were watching TV. And I told the boys, I said, watch summer i'll be back and within two minutes i came back and i asked the boys where their sister was and they said she went downstairs mom to play with her toys in the playroom i said okay and i yelled downstairs for her a couple times and they didn't get no answer which was unusual because usually she always answers me and so i went down there to check and she was nowhere in sight she said when she couldn't find Summer, she immediately called Dawn, which was Summer's father and her husband, and said that Summer was gone. Dawn then immediately calls 911 and said that his daughter was missing. Candace said she walked all around looking for her. She checked that basement door because there's an actual basement door that opens from the back and there's a pretty crazy steep terrain that goes down. She said she could not remember if that back door was actually locked or not, and that she walked around to the swing. She went to the grandma's house, where she had also said that she had went for that two to three minutes and was helping the grandma with her knee brace. There was multiple stories about what she was doing in that only two to three minutes, according to Candace. Again, we're going to get there. She looked everywhere for her. She also said that she called Dawn, and Dawn told her to call 911, and she freaked out, and she threw the phone down into Dawn's truck she ran over to her mother's house which is the grandmother and used the phone and called 911 herself Candace then said that she did not want to wait for 911 to get there that she jumped in the vehicle and she started driving around looking for her frantically she said she didn't see any cars or anything and she was just absolutely freaking out Candace said that Summer would not leave her side. Now, that is the most consistent story. Well, one of the most consistent stories that I've heard of the family is that Candace was not the type of child that would leave. She would not just walk off. They said that they had told her many stories that there were bears in this area. You guys remember, it is a lot. It's, it's a rural area. It is a lot of trees and, you know, a little river down there and just... Not a lot of houses or anything, no stores, nothing, not a lot of traffic. It's a rural area. 
and that she would not walk off. She would not just walk out the door and decide she was going to go off with somebody. Now that I've hopefully simply laid out the story of what happened on the day that Summer Wells went missing, let's talk about a few things. Again, if you want me to do the part twos and threes and really dive in deep about the family's background and all of this stuff, then let me know. However, Candace's oh, story has not lined up with what happened that day with Hunter's story. And hey, it's also Gigi. changed a little bit. Not to get into all of that right now, but the things that's changed about her story, to me, seems kind of minute. To me, it seems like she may be trying to hide something, but I don't think it's... Listen, there's a good chance somebody's trying to hack your website right now. You gotta make sure. She's trying to hide knows where her daughter went. She and both Dawn did allegedly pass lie detector tests. So did the grandmother. Allegedly, all three of them passed lie detector tests. Now I know that they're not admissible in court. I know that you know. And they are not admissible in court, ladies and gentlemen. This matter to make my exemption. But with that being said, and I don't know what I did. I hit the wrong damn button. So I have to figure that out. Bear with me here. But under the influence of any type of scheduled narcotic or narcotic, you can actually pass a polygraph test. So let me remove this and go back to that video and uh, revisit that. So keep that in mind. I'm not saying anybody was under the influence. I'm just saying you can. You can Google that, fact check me on that as well. Make that right test. So now let me go back and find that video again that I screwed up, like always, right? So it gets it gets really good. It gets very interesting here. Uh, let's see here. So you start hearing some dings. That's probably some people from some Facebook groups want to know what we're up to. So let me, oh, and I actually saved it. All right. So let me share this one more time. I did not lose the spot. Thank goodness. But this gets really very interesting, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, when I did my homework on this, this girl, uh, Christina Randall, that's her name that did this video, was excellent. I mean, she oh, just, yeah, excellent. I tell you what, this is the type of an investigator I like. Now, I know she spent hours. Here we go. Let me hit the right button here. Let me hit the audio button. Hit this button, and here we go. I've got to hit the audio. Here we go. And action. to hide that she knows where her daughter went she and both dawn did allegedly pass lie detector tests so did the grandmother allegedly all three of them passed lie detector tests now i know that they're not admissible in court i know that you know there's people that say that, that you can learn how to pass a lie detector test for me seeing these people and watching videos i just don't think they're the type of people that have that type of training to pass a lie detector test. However, is there other ways that they could have passed it? I don't know, okay? But this little girl is still missing. She's been missing since June 15th. 
some really upsetting and disturbing things about this. She went missing allegedly at like 5.30 in the evening on just a regular day out of her home, okay? Allegedly, she was taken out of her home because the mother and father and the grandmother and everybody else that knew Summer said she would not walk away in a rural area. They alone live on over 11 acres, okay? If you're not safe in that type of area, area. I mean, I don't know what. Now, the neighbors that has spoken to Don and Candace, and that is what makes this case very unique to me, is that the parents, Don and Candace, have spoken out to social media in the media more than I've ever seen anybody speak out in these types of things. The things that they say sometimes are very strange to me. Like in the very, very beginning, Don Wells, the father, would say things like he thought that she was taken by, you know, the trafficking I don't, I don't want to get flagged here we cannot say that on youtube these words he immediately said that he thought somebody had kidnapped her and took her far 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 away it's like he was not interested in the notion that she could be somewhere in in that area that she could have fell somewhere or or anything like could have been an accident it was just immediately his thought was that she had been taken far away now he would also later say that that's because he always had a pit in his stomach and thought something bad was going to happen to summer he actually said that he had told his wife candace many times before over the years that he was worried that something would happen to summer so in his mind or by what he is saying that he kind of always knew something was going to happen to her and he was very overprotective of her because of that. That's what he says. Now, Don and Candace, okay, but we're going to start with Don, has a very, to say he has a colorful past is an understatement. Yes, he's been to prison. Yes, he's been arrested, but that's honestly not even the worst of it. He's been accused of some beyond disturbing things okay and he also has other children that are not the four that he has with candace candace also has a little light bit of a colorful past she has other children too that are not those four that do not live with her either that there's been some very upsetting and disturbing things about those children that have been said as well so we can get into that into other videos if you guys want to the three little boys that were the older boys that were at the house have since been removed so candace and summer have no children in their custody now so for whatever reason cps came in and removed those children from the house Okay, there's another thing, and this is just like a little sneak peek of another video. Don was asked in an interview, and this is what disturbs me because I really go back and forth with if I think the parents were involved in any way. And again, I can tell you guys all that in another video, just from stuff that they have put out into social media themselves. I mean, it's like Don can't stop talking. He And I know the investigators are just sitting around writing writing it all down however if they had enough evidence to think he was involved they would have arrested him by now and they obviously don't now mind you guys she's been gone for like almost two and a half months at this point okay this isn't just a joke where she's been missing for 30 minutes this game you're not ready for it right and she's hiding over at a friend's house eating cookies and laughing okay this is two and a half months she's been gone he said since then that he thinks that she's not alive which is obviously not the way that i would react as a mother i would literally hold out hope and and be searching all day every day until either my dying breath or until i found my child but not everybody is like me and i'm not like everybody else 
So he has said that he thinks that she's already dead and that he's going to see her again during the resurrection. That's what he said about his daughter. But in this interview, the question that he was asked that really kind of messed with me was the interviewer asked him, what should happen to the person that took your daughter summer? And his response was something to the lines of, well, I don't know, you know, if I ever seen anybody hurt a child and I would just jump right in the interview said, no, 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 no. Should the person go to prison? And he said, nah, I wouldn't wish prison on anybody, man. It'd have to be, you know, I've been to prison and bad stuff happens to prison and I wouldn't wish prison on anybody. That really kind of rubbed me wrong, you guys, because you can believe one thing. If you take my child or hurt my child, I want you under the, you know what I mean? Like at that point, if you hurt any child, if you are deliberately hurting a child yeah you need to be in prison i don't care who you are you know what i mean and that yes youtube user and uh, biological father yes that is correct this kind of made me go hmm and then also the other facts of like just to drive to this house you have to drive up a terrain candace has to unlock this gate for you to come into their to their area where they live there's all these dogs in the woods i want to say they said there was like 13 dogs candace and dawn said that people would just drop off dogs at their house i don't know i believe that i believe maybe some of it would happen but i also think that they could be the type of people that they have so much property the dogs live outside that they get a new puppy every time they see a cute free one i have seen people like that before the dogs all live outside they don't care how many dogs they got they got 15 dogs out there they just put dog food and water outside and every time their kid wants a new puppy they say fine because it ain't hurting them none the dog's outside but nevertheless there's tons of dogs there you know, how did somebody get up to this property to take this baby girl out of the house? If she was abducted, then somebody, in my opinion, had to have known the family because there's, it's a rural area, you know? So there's a lot of speculation going around. There's many different theories about what happened to this baby girl. I just hope and pray that she is alive. And if you guys know anything, please contact the Hawkins County Police Department. If you don't know anything, though, don't overwhelm. In these types, any of these cases that are like currently being investigated, don't overwhelm them with information just for the fun of it. In this case, they had already gotten, like in the beginning, over 900 tips. And they had to comb through all of them and... Nothing has turned up yet that we know of. Now, the investigators, they could know a whole lot that we don't know. I mean, that happens all the time. There are different investigators, people that worked on cases like this, like thousands of cases, said that typically in these cases, it is very, very rare that the person that takes a child does not know the family or isn't a family member or something like that. However, I definitely don't, even though a lot of things are weird and a lot of things are very, very weird. You never want to blame the parents if they're already grieving, if their child is missing, right? But this is, case is so strange and there's so many like twists and turns and dark holes. And at the end of the day, this baby girl is still missing. She's still gone. And where did she go? And who took her? And what happened? And if the parents were involved, how did they pass a polygraph test? You know, I don't know. What do you guys think? Let me know in the comment section down below. Let me know if you guys want me to keep going with this case. So if you're ready for me to move on to the next case. Thank you guys so, so much for watching. Oh, no, we want her to keep going. I mean, she has done an excellent job, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I mean, I was so fascinated with what she has actually has done. Combing over the evidence. 
uh, and looking at things uh, because I went through the interviews. Like I said, I stayed up to five o'clock that morning. So and I was like, wow. And now I know why, like I said, that one person of that Facebook group did not want to talk to me because of what people were doing when it came to making an ass out of people trying to get famous off YouTube, trying to get interviews and so forth, and making a mockery out of people that own property next to them. I mean, it was, it was, it was a mockery. So, but, uh, I mean, it was, it was pretty bad. So, uh, I'm pulling up the next video right now. And uh, it's going to get a little deeper. Uh, it takes a turn. I can tell you that much. It's very interesting. Let me. Uh... All right, here. Let's. I'm speeding it up just a little bit. All right, here we go. Bring it over time, get rid of the other video. Voila. Come back here. And here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Part two. And we are going live. Two. Uh, okay. So in the previous video i wanted to do a deep dive into who the parents are now the parents are don wells and candace wells okay i wanted to do a deep dive on it but you guys there is so much information and so much relevant information to the disappearance of this baby girl in my opinion that i'm gonna have to do two videos i'm gonna have to do a full one on dawn which we're gonna be doing today and trust you I know and stay till you're going to know why I did this whole video on just him because it is. And then I will do a video talking about Candace and then we're going to bring it all around. We're going to talk about inconsistencies and hopefully at some point we're going to find where this baby girl is and hopefully she is alive and healthy and safe and the wonderful things that we can just in dream of them before we get into it, I do want to say that everything in this video is alleged. I was not there. I can't say for sure. Make sure you do your own research, form your own opinions. Check the links down in the description box. Plenty of sources for you guys. But other than that, speaking of Don Wells, let's just start at the beginning. Don Wells, who also goes by Donnie when his family is speaking of him, seems to have grown up mostly with his father. It is said that his mom had a substance problem. Donnie was a child. She allegedly had a substance problem. And she marries a guy named Kelly. There seems to be some really bad stuff that happened between Don and this stepfather, Kelly, but we're going to get more to that in the end. But nevertheless, Don was raised mostly by his biological father, whose name is also Don. So you've got Candace, the grandma, Candace, the mom, and Candace, the oldest daughter. We'll get to the next video. And you're going to have in this video, Don Sr., the grandpa, 
Don Wells, the father of Summer Wells. And then you're going to have a little Donnie too, because they all named their kids after each other. It's a tradition in these families. Don or Donnie was raised mostly by his father. Don had two siblings. And it is said that when he was younger, Don Sr. was looking for a babysitter for his three children. When he was looking for a babysitter for his three children, he found this woman who had six children. Actually met Don when I was probably about four years old, probably. Um, and it's how this came about was my mom answered a babysitting ad um, for Donnie's uh, parents. And so she started babysitting Donnie and his two sisters when they were, oh, probably three and four years old, two, three, and four. Now she started babysitting and coming over and helping out with the kids and all that. And before you know it, Don Sr. and this woman started dating. Now they were married at the time. However, they were both separated from their spouses. And so they just started dating. And then they decided that they were going to move in together and blend the families. They would later years down the road get married. And from what I can understand, they are still married to this day. But this is how Don would meet his stepsisters. The families mesh together and they blend and they move in together. Jeannie, Don's stepsister, would come out and say, I remember they moved in because previously her and her family like living in this trailer and they were going to get to move into a house. We lived in this little trailer in the beginning. I don't remember how many of us were in there. And then uh, they bought a house in Roy. And that's kind of where everything started for me. Uh, we hadn't fully moved in yet. There was no beds or anything, but you know, some of the kids wanted to go stay at the new house. And I begged and begged. I wanted to go and stay at the new house. We're going to all go check out the new house that they were all going to move into, both families. And she really wanted to spend the night at the house. It's different than, you know, where they live in the trailer. And they were going to all be family. Around this time, Jeannie was just five years old. And she said that the very first night that they stayed together, and this is where I'm going to let you guys know that the rest of all right, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be right back after this commercial. Thank you. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of Grizzlies Paranormal True Crimes. Shay is off. Sonia is on a trip. I'm running solo. 
uh, we are going back to uh, the Summer Wells case. Uh, very interesting. It gets deeper, ladies and gentlemen. Action. ESA talked about. So just know that that's where how. And Don at this time was around 11 or 12. So he was much older and mature than five-year-old Jeannie. She said the very first night that they stayed the night, Don got her alone and turned to play. The practice you are about to learn is almost never described. This kind of started where Donnie would try to play these little games with me. He had a game where he had this idea. It was kind of like a dare game, I guess, where he would put his hand up my pant leg and you know, he would go so far and I would dare him to say stop before he got to my private, you know, and every time I never liked it. I never liked doing it. I never, you know, did it with him. I, you know, he would tap up my leg and I stop you know and he'd say no you, you can't do that you know we got to go further and you know and then where that started out as that kind of game don got into a lot of trouble as a kid five years old i believe he had him and his sister was out in the barn playing with matches and they burned he burnt my dad's farm down. Oh, wow. Horses died, uh, cattle died, chickens died, goats died in that fire. It was it was a big fire. So, anyways, he started at five years old, getting into trouble. By the time he was fifteen years old, he was stealing and getting into a lot more trouble. Jeannie Don's stepsister said that by the time she was six or seven, this is when Don would actually start coming to her room at nighttime. She said, at you know, she was a little girl. I just can't imagine, like, looking back. I can't imagine. I, imagine I feel for her because five-year-old, any of y'all that have children or if you've been there, you know what I mean? Six and seven, and you have your older brother or stepbrother now that's 12, 13, 14. I mean, that seems so much older and mature to a little five, six, seven-year-old that probably is looking up to their big brother in some way. Nevertheless, she said this is when he started to sneak into her room at nighttime and do things that she wouldn't even repeat. And I don't blame her. When I heard her speak of this, she cried. She did say that Dawn would tell her she could not tell anybody. I started to ask him, I'm like, why do we got to play this game? Like, I don't like it. And, um, you know, so I think he got to the point where I was getting concerned about it. So that's when he started telling me, um, don't, you can't tell anybody. And I asked him, well, why not? And he says, well, if you tell, then I'll die. And, you know, and then it progressed to not only would he die, but everybody in the family would die. And, 
So, you know, I didn't want him to die. I didn't want anybody to die. Carrie, another one of Dawn's stepsisters, told a story in an interview of a time when her parents, and she refers to Dawn's father as my dad. She never says my stepdad. She obviously, these, Jeannie does too. They always say my dad, talking about Dawn Sr. So they obviously love Dawn Sr. and really look at him as their dad, the guy that raised them. So Mary, the other stepsister of Dawn, which is Jeannie's biological sister, said that it was about 13 years old and he had a couple of his friends over. Um, my mom and dad weren't home. They were out on the track on a run. And so we were home alone for a couple of days, you know, all us kids and, um, they were getting drunk and getting high and um, they started chasing me around their house and they started ripping my clothes off and I was scared for my life. And um, it got to the point where um, they were holding me down and ripping my clothes off and I finally got up and ended up running into my mom and dad's room and locking the door. Well, I stayed in there for like two hours before my brother got home and um my brother and my boyfriend they were like best friends and they had came in and i told them what had happened and they immediately took me to the police station i did a report on it um because i was going to press charges on all three of them you know for doing what they did to me and um, later on night, my mom and dad got home and my dad pretty much made me go to the police station the next day. And I had to tell them that it was, you know, like all a mistake or whatever, because my dad didn't want me sending his son to prison. So you think, you know, Wicks, but do you really? First up, we've got sh so. And I, that's such a bad feeling, you know, when it's, when it's like, within the family. I'm going to speak from a woman's perspective because I'm a woman and I don't know what it's like to be a man in this perspective, but from a woman's perspective and you're a victim and you're afraid that if you speak up that you're going to it's going to be your fault that you just destroyed the family or that you created waves in the family even though it's not your fault it's actually the perpetrator's fault nevertheless she dropped the charges and they continued to go on about their lives Jeannie said as she was you know 6 7 years old that Dawn would get more and more aggressive with her she got very emotional talking about this but did not give details you can probably guess, but she would get very aggressive with her. She said that she recalls being a little girl and putting on two and three pair of pants at nighttime to hopefully stop stuff. You know, she would sleep in three sets of clothes. She said she particularly remembers setting up booby traps in her room. Okay, would hopefully stop him from coming in in the middle of the night. She said she remembered like setting up a string that would hopefully be like a trip wire and that it, you know, it never worked. He always still continued to come in. Jeannie said that one night their dad, 
Dawn's biological dad and her stepdad woke up in the middle of the night when Dawn was in her room in her bed. She said he came into the room and Dawn jumped up real quick. And and Donnie just stood up really fast and my dad said, what are you doing? And he just, oh, you know, I'm, I'm just, I was sleepwalking. You know, and I'm sitting there thinking, I was just so happy because I thought he's going to get caught. You know, this is going to stop. And my dad just told him to go back to bed. And that was it. Jeannie, Don's sister said this when she heard that my year old daughter that was missing, she had to say something. She said she tried to forget this like people do that are in these situations that she tried to forget it and move on with her life but when she saw that Dawn's five-year-old little girl was missing she had to speak up and she didn't just come to social media she went straight to TBI she went to the police station she told them everything that she knew and this interview came later Jeannie said when she was around 10 or 11 years old, this is when Dawn went to prison for the first time. She said this was a great break for her life. He was gone to prison for like two years and that she felt like she was having a normal life at this point. She wasn't being touched or messed with or anything like that. But whenever Dawn got ready to get out of prison, the whole family was excited, like most people do. You know, when you have a family member coming home from prison and Dawn was and talking about how changed he was and the whole family was saying how he was changed and he was going to come home and be a different person and when he came home the first day he came back to the house the whole family now this is two years later you guys the whole family is excited and they're talking to him about his life plans and you know he's just saying how he's going to do the right thing and stay on the right path and Jeannie being not even quite a teenager at this point you know she was looking at her brother and just you know happy for him and was thinking how he was changed and you know, just excited for him to be home and be a different person. However, she said that night when she went to sleep, it happened again. So he went to prison for two years, gets out, comes home. The whole family's boosting up him like he's a changed person. He's going to be a different person. And the very first night that he gets out, he messes with his little sister, a little baby girl, you know, like... This is why that was an important opinion. Jeannie said after this, she was so emotional and so frustrated. She burst into her parents' room. She said because she had done had two years without this at this point, and she didn't want it again. She burst into her parents' room, flipped on the lights, started crying and screaming, told them everything, said, you know, she didn't want him around her, didn't want him to touch her. And her mom was super duper upset. She said that her dad, which is Don's biological dad, but she, that's her dad, went looking for him and he had ran out the house. He was hiding somewhere. She said her biological mom wanted to press charges on Don right there, but that her father, which was her mom's husband and which was Don's biological father, said that if she pressed charges on Don, that he would divorce her. She said that her mom told her how sorry she was, but that she just couldn't, couldn't do it. She couldn't get divorced. And I feel bad for her mom in that situation a little bit. 
just because you've been with this man for 10 years or five years, seven years, however long it is, your whole family is there, your kids are there, and you feel like you don't know what, what to do. All, although I got a divorce and went and lived in a homeless shelter, that's just me. Not everybody's like me. That's what I would have done. I'd have been on the streets with my children and they would have been safe. Okay, keep going. So nothing happened again there. I think she did an excellent job. Very well timeline. Now we'll fast forward a bit. Don allegedly at this point in his life, he's, he's getting on a lot of substances. He's an adult. He's getting really big into drugs and drinking. And he meets a woman in a meth house named Pamela. So he meets her. He starts dating her. He eventually has two children with her, gets married to her. So he marries her. Mm -hmm. Now it's Pamela and Don and they have two children, which is Don Jr. And Margie. But he was really, he was into a lot of drugs at that time, so. And this is the point where if Don was going to change in his life, he had every reason to. He had a million reasons to before. Okay, when he went to prison, he could have changed. When he got caught multiple times, he could have changed. Now that he's married and has children, he could change. But things don't seem to have gone that way. His sisters would speak and say that the children that he had with Pamela, which was little Donnie and Margie were so neglected. It was bad. When they were growing up, the, the house was their, their homes that they lived in, which was many. They were always really messy. Um, the kids, I always tried when the kids were babies and stuff, I always tried going over. And every time I would pass their house or anything, just going to the store or doing whatever, I would stop in to check on them. I would pretty much just stop in so I could bathe them and, and dress them in clean clothes and change their diapers and feed them. And, because I really don't think that Donnie's ex-wife really knew how to take care of children. Um, she said that she had had kids before that, like five, six years before that, but they all got taken from her. Oh. Um, so I, you know, and then when she had the two kids with Donnie, um, she just, she wasn't a very good housekeeper. She, you know, I don't think she really even knew how to keep house or she didn't know how to cook. She didn't, you know, she didn't know how to take care of the babies when after they were born she would i mean i would go over there and and little donnie would be laying in a, the crib with his bottle propped up at two weeks old and it's like no dude you can't do that you have to hold them you know when you beat them and stuff and she just she wouldn't really listen you know so did the older was there a lot of like CPS? I don't know if it's called CPS where you are, but like, you know, family protective services, child protective services. Was there anything like that? Oh, yeah. We always try to call on CPS and stuff because we always, everybody in the family, we always felt so sorry for the kids, you know. Um, but CPS, it's just like they would never do anything. I don't, you know, I don't understand. But there was one time that they did make um, 
Donnie's ex-wife take like a parenting class or something. They were trying to teach her how to cook and keep house and parent stuff, you know, because they they did come to a point to where they were going to take them once, but she had to agree to take these parenting classes. What about Donnie? He didn't have to take the parenting classes? I don't think so. I don't think they made him take them. I just know that his ex-wife ended up having to, and I think she only took a couple of classes, and then, you know, when they take the up on them, they would just leave and, and move somewhere else, and then we wouldn't know where they would go, or we wouldn't hear from them for like a couple of months or so. And then all of a sudden, they would start coming around and again, and it's like, well, where have you guys been? Where do you live, you know? So, and how are the kids? The kids were, I mean, you know, like I said, everybody in the family felt really bad. We wanted to do everything we could, you know, to to help them. And even me and my ex husband even tried adopting um, Donnie's little girl. Her name was Margie, and we tried adopting her when she was about three years old and um is what it was was they were they needed money really bad and we didn't agree with the way they were raising their kids and um i talked to my husband and i said well let's try and offer them some money and adopt margie you know and they were going to do it and everything donnie was all for it but they had come over one night to sign the papers and Donnie's ex-wife wanted to keep coming over and seeing Margie, and she wanted to her. I told her, I said, no. I said, if we adopt her, she is going to be ours. You have no contact with her at all. And she didn't want to do that. So it pretty much felt good. Um any abuse like any like heavy hand abuse or any form of abuse in the home when you were a child or as an adult with his children no not nothing not really like him hitting them or anything i never seen any of that but just the just the uh you know the kids were dirty you know they didn't have you know always had had dirty clothes on, always a dirty diaper, you know. I don't know so much as to where maggots were in the diapers. I never really seen that. Okay. But they were, you know, they were dirty. The kids were dirty and they were living in you know, just conditions. Things get Are you ready for a taste of Wisconsin? Things get real crazy when it is said that Pamela caught Don trying to sell his son, little Donnie, for substances. We talked about this a little bit last time, too. Did Don try to sell his oldest son with his first wife? Yes. A lot of people are saying it was both his kids, but it was just little Donnie when he was just a couple years old. Um his ex-wife had came to my mom's and with the kids and it was, it was late at night. It was like 11, 12 o'clock at night. 
And, um, you know, we were all getting ready to go to bed and she came in and she was crying and she said that she had just caught Donnie down on, well, it's famous 25th street down here on, in Ogden, you know, and, uh, she said he was out there trying to sell little Donnie because he needed drugs. They were broke, you know? So Donnie was he going to trade, was he going to trade little Donnie for drugs or was he, he was literally just selling no, him on a I, corner. I don't, I guess that's, you know, I'm, I'm not quite sure, but he was just, he was doing that because he was trying to get drugs. You know, I think he was just stopping people saying, Hey, you want to buy my kid? You know, 20 bucks, 50 bucks, whatever, you know, he it's didn't it. care because he was on drugs. You know, he just, he didn't care. You know, and Donnie, when he got on drugs, he was, he was just really weird. He was out of it. I mean, nothing really ever came of it, you know, except for maybe my mom and dad sitting down with Donnie, you know, and telling him, you know, what the hell are you doing? You know, what are you doing trying to sell your kids? You know, but it's like I said, he was on so many drugs and he just, you know, he needed, he needed to get his fix. You know what I mean? He, he went around to everybody in the family. He stole our lawnmowers. He stole our tools. He stole, he stole a lot of stuff from my mom and dad, you know, because it was accessible. You know, he was To there. sell for drugs? He yep. He knew where everything was. He stole their wedding rings. He stole a lot of my dad's tools, lawnmowers. I mean, anything he could get his hands on, VCRs, televisions. I mean, anything he could get his hands on. And it was it was a bad situation. And he didn't when you care. have an addict in your family, it gets pretty ugly. Allegedly, this happened where he actually tried to child for substances wasn't there that family saying what was your first initial reaction that when summer was missing my very first initial reaction to be truthful with you i thought donnie had something to do with it that was my very first reaction was he done something with it i know it but then i started looking at his interviews you know that first one i could tell he had been crying and stuff but you know so it kind of made me think well maybe he didn't have something to do with that you know but and now i just like god i don't know you know it's like because him and candace's their stories just don't mix you know and then also i had seen that photo going around with summer by the mill and in the background people were saying that, oh, well, this car was there, or Candace's red car was there. And Donnie's going, oh, no, that was a red tow. But I blew the picture up and I took a magnifying glass and you can see clearly it is Candace's car. You In know, that picture? Beyond, yeah, it's beyond the tailgate. You can clearly tell it's her car. I'll have to take a closer look at that picture. Candace, Candace did tell us that that was a tote in that car no dude it's her car you can even if you blow it up and you get a magnifying glass you can clearly see the decals on the back of her car and the windows the way it's shaped that that is her car 
Let's keep going. Little Donnie. So you've got Donnie Sr. You've got Don Wells, the guy that we're talking about here, the main character, which is Summer Wells' father, and then his son, Little Donnie. Little Donnie was arrested at 19 years old for... Um, you, you still have a relationship with, with Little Donnie, who's not so little anymore. He's a grown man. Um, right. And you know, a lot came up about his charges from his girlfriend being, um, you know, he was approximately 19. She was approximately 14. As my mom said, you know, they were boyfriend and girlfriend, you know, and they had been dating for like a year. And then she ended up getting pregnant and um, her mom got really upset, you know, about it. And I guess her mom never did like little Donnie either when they, even when they first started dating. Hmm. She never liked him, but I guess she she just kind of put up with the, you know, um, you know, I guess for the sake of her daughter, you know, because I guess she was in love with him. And then, you know, she ended up pressing charges because she ended up getting pregnant. And the story, the way that they tell it is little Donnie was dating this girl. He was 19. She was 14. Allegedly, according to these stories I'm hearing online, the parents were okay. Okay, until she turned pregnant, 14. Uh, yeah, can you imagine? I would, we're not going to go into what I would do with any of this, but nevertheless. So then he was arrested and he went to prison for that. And then when he got out, he had to pay child support for his baby. So there's like this pattern here, you guys. There is a pattern here with this essay. Now, remember in the beginning when I told you that the mother married, the biological mother of Donnie married a man named Kelly? Well, it is said, it came out in one of these videos. Kelly was a stepfather of another marriage, correct? He was married to um, Donnie's biological mom. Interesting, huh? So, I wonder where Donnie learned it. Yeah. If anybody's wondering, I just gave you the answer. Now, I bring all this up, and I think it's important because we see who Donnie was allegedly as a child. We see who he was as a young adult, and then we see who he was as a father, okay? Now, this is before he met Candace and had four children with, with her, okay? Now, when Donnie was asked about these things here on social media, if you guys watched my first video, you saw that I said that I've never seen anybody in one of these cases speak so much like he's been doing, he's really been speaking, like these people have been speaking out. It's been a lot to try to take in. When he was asked about the situation that happened between him and his little sister, Jeannie, he said that it was consensual. Consensual. Okay. A 12-year-old and a 5-year-old. Consensual. That's not consensual, but that's what he allegedly thinks so that ought to tell you that right there uh, um my stepsister is Jeannie. Jeannie. And you what, know, we, we did have a relationship when we were younger and what was and she's she's just as guilty as i am so she's trying to pull the wool over everybody's eyes like she's a miss innocent and all this and that well she's not so walk me through that help me understand i, I would rather not but so we kind of had a relationship when we were younger. Yeah, I was I was a bit older. I had a dirt bike, but she met, she started dating her cousin, which was about 12 years old at that time. 
And ever since then, she just wanted me out of the picture. Ever since then. And, and, and it started all this hateful stuff ever since then. And how old were you? You know, I don't know. Maybe 15, I don't know. And how old was she? I, I don't know. You know, she was a lot younger than me. You know, and I thought this, and I remember thinking this, why would uh, I didn't think it was right? You know, got to young, got to hand out girls are too. What, walk me you know, through that. You, so when you say you didn't think it was right, what were you guys? Well, because she was, she was younger. Because she was younger. No, she would play with my Okay. And how long did that go on? I don't know. He did apologize to his sister, though, via YouTube, but he said, if I ever hurt Jeannie, I'm sorry. Why does all of this past matter, in my opinion, to what's going on now with his five-year-old daughter missing? Well, because when we heard the summer went missing, you know, all this came back, you know, about her abuse and everything, because, you know, here she is thinking, oh my gosh, he's got this five-year-old little girl, and what if he's doing the same things to her as he was doing to her? You know what I mean? And so, you know, she just came out with this. If you know the story, then you know that Don said that the day that she went missing, he woke up at 6.30 a.m. and he saw his little daughter sleeping in the bed next to him. That right there already, I don't like it. Knowing everything that I know, five-year-old daughter, saying anything happened you don't know but there's a track record it's a disturbed track record in my opinion it's something that should be investigated nothing to see then there's nothing to see but it still should be investigated so she was sleeping in the bed well when he was speaking out to the media he immediately his story was that he thought i'd do anything to have her back there's any way if you can find it in your heart to please release her somehow. I don't know how you might do that. I mean, I'm, you're probably scared of going to prison for the rest of your life and everything else, I'm sure. But please find it in your heart. Have mercy and find a way of letting her go and, and where we can get her back. So what do you think should happen? What do you think should happen? Uh, I have to leave it to God, you know, and I know what prison's like. And I, I have mercy for anybody who's in prison because you're lucky if you get out of there alive. Yeah. Anyway. So would you want to see this person in prison? I don't know if I could do that. Let's be honest with you. Yeah. I don't know it just if I can do on that. All the circumstances, you know. Like... So, would you want to see this person in prison? I, I, I don't know if I can do that. I don't know if I can do that. Yeah. No, it just depends. On I don't all know. The I don't know. Like... I, 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 I don't know. If it was an accident. Well. Yeah, well, that's different. You know? That's different. He's giving them out. Happen, you know? Accidents happen. Right. 
This like, is an interview. I was a sicko for him and see what we come up with. And like, oh, no. <laughs> but, uh, so you, you were going to pose as a molester? If it would let me. If it, if it Does that not show some guilt? Whatever. And I think I should have told you guys that nobody is cleared in this case. The investigators that are working on this, everybody is still a suspect. Everybody's a suspect now. Everything's on the table. Everything's on the table, ladies and gentlemen. Is to find someone and bring her home. And whichever way it goes with, with the woods or whatever. Everything's on the table. Everything. I did want to say before I wrap this video up that Don Wells could be completely innocent, just a grieving father in this situation. But I did not feel right, right. putting out a Summer what? Wells video. You know, I understand why she's saying that. But you know what? Being in law enforcement and being an interviewer, an interviewee, an interrogator, we know how people think. Yes, you are innocent until proven guilty in a court of law. Yes, I said that. We have our own right to form our own opinion. I'm not saying he is guilty or she is guilty. You think what you want. This is what the show's about. The facts. Now, part three. Here we go. Oh, it gets better. It's real interesting. Like I said, she did a, she did one hell of a job. I, I was just floored. I, I mean, I stayed up watching all the interviews, ladies and gentlemen, and the newsreels and everything else. And and uh, kudos to her. I'll tell you that right now. All right, let's see here. Part three coming up now. I'm just fast forward just a hair. All right, here we go. Lights, camera, in action. Thirty p.m. out of her home in a rural area. I a lot, a lot, a lot of land. Five thirty, broad daylight. Family was home. Three older brothers were home. Her grandmother lives on the property. Her mom was home, but allegedly outside. And somebody came up and took this five-year-old girl out of her home in broad daylight, which is a story, okay? The video we did last week was talking about the father. I'd do anything to have her back. 
there's any way if you can find it in your heart to please release her somehow. I don't know how you might do that. I mean, I'm, you're probably scared of going to prison for the rest of your life and everything else, I'm sure. But please find it in your heart, have mercy, and find a way of letting her go and, and where we can get her. Summer Wells' mother's name is Candace. Now, Candace, again, she was there with Summer on the day that she went missing. We really miss her very much. She was the angel of blessing. She was. Past tense. The of our life. Was the of our life. What made our world go around. She In the was. very beginning, I have felt really bad for, for Candace. Because once she lost her daughter, I mean, her daughter is gone, whether whatever happened, we don't know what happened. As of right now, the investigators say they have zero evidence that it was an abduction. Okay. Zero evidence. So let's just start for Candace at the beginning. Candace had a rough start to her life. She was actually born with a hole in her heart and a heart defect that serious enough that they flew her as a newborn baby from the hospital that she was born in all the way to a different state into the state of Wisconsin. Now there was speculation to why little baby Candace was born with the hole in her heart, but we won't go there because we don't know for sure. Candace then grew up in Wisconsin where her mom is from. And at 19 years old, she joined a carnival. While she was working in this carnival, like a carny, she traveled to different states. Now, you guys know if you have a fair, a local fair, you see the people that work for the fair or the carnivals, and they just travel and they go do things together. Now, I don't know specifically what this path was like this, but I do have friends and know people that have lived that lifestyle. And when the carnival is shut down, it's on and popping from there. Most of the time, a lot of the people that are in there, they party. As soon as it's over, they party every night. They have like boyfriends and girlfriends. They have their little dramas, a little carny drama where this one's messing with this one and this one's messing with that one. And it's that whole, whole lifestyle. Well, eventually, Candace met a much older man, and his name was Andrew. Now, she would go on to have two children with Andrew. Candace would have a son by Andrew, and she would name him Andrew. And she would have a daughter, and she would name her daughter Candace. Now, we don't know a whole lot about Candace's relationship with this guy, Andrew, who she had two kids with. But Candace would later speak out and say that this guy was very controlling and made her do certain substances and that he told her if she did not do these substances, he was going to take her two kids from her. So in order to keep her kids, she did the substances. I have opinions about that, but we're not going to talk about them just yet. So let's just keep going. Now, Candace's two children would eventually be taken from her. And it is said when they were really young, like her son was only two years old and her daughter was six months old. So, I mean, these were just babies when they were both removed from her care. And it is said because there was a lot of abuse that was going on. Allegedly, her two-year-old son was beaten so bad with a baseball bat 
that he ended up having lifelong disabilities because of it and is having to be taken care of. Okay, so this is a comment that was left by allegedly Candace's oldest daughter, Candace. And I did remove her name that was on Facebook because just for privacy reasons, but she was responding to other people who was talking about why I heard Candace. And she said, I was adopted around the age of 12 along with my brother same age as bio father i was told my bio mom was a meth head and abused us as babies she has a record she has one where she is now tennessee but she has one or a few in wisconsin for sure i've never met any other bio siblings besides my bio i know as much as you guys i'm sorry i can't be of much help this is her side of why my brother and I got taken and her records for Wisconsin. So she left that comment and her, Candace and Andrew, they're both adults now. And this is allegedly a Facebook DM that Candace sent her daughter, Candace. And she said, well, I was with someone that I thought loved me and wanted a family, but I was wrong and I had but I was only 19 and he was 42. He was into drugs and I didn't know what they were at the time. So I tried it and didn't like it. And I told him I didn't. And he kept telling me if I didn't do them with him, he would take you and your brother away from me. But he was very controlling person. If I didn't do something right or his way, he berated on me. I tried to leave with y'all, but we live a long way out of town and I could never get out. Then court involved and I either let you guys go. A family were going to take you. So I signed you over so you could have a better life and a chance to be better than I was. Now, this is when things get a, start getting a little bit weird. And if y'all have been following this case, you probably know all about this. Candace, whose mother's name is Candace, had a sister named Rose. And in 2009, she went missing. Just poof, disappeared. August 21st, 2009, Rose Bly left her rural Polk County home to visit a cousin in nearby Cushing, Wisconsin. It was the last time her family ever saw her. The family very hard to deal with. The sheriff's office interviewed Bly in a short video decided to followers on social media. It's not a thing. It's just, I wish I knew where she was. She was allegedly going to a bar from a friend's house that was just a couple minutes up the road and she disappeared. And since 2009, she has not been found. So now you have Candace who had a sister that was abducted, taken, missing, whatever, went missing in 2009, has never been found. And now you have Candace's daughter who has also gone missing and it's been over two months and she has not been found. And that's very weird. And the odds of that is almost non-existent, but her sister Rose has never been found. Candace would later be in Arkansas when she met Dawn, who is also older than her. So now you have the meeting of Candace Wells and Dawn Wells. And at this point, it seems like Candace has kind of had like a rough life. I mean, it started off rough from the beginning. Candace would then have 
Don, and then Don and her go and move on Don's mom's property. Now, Don's mom owned the 11 acres that they are living on now. And Don's mother was really sick. Don's mother had MRSA and MRSA, MRSA took over her complete system and she passed away. Well, when she passed away, she left the property to Don. And that is how Don and Candace got all of this property, this 11 acres in which they live on to this day. At the time of Don's mother's passing, Candace was pregnant with her second son with Don. Now they would go on to have another child and then eventually end up with uh, four children, three boys with Don and Candace, and then little summer. Now during this time, this has been a quite a, a rocky relationship. I mean, Candace has pressed charges against Don for physical with her and then after he got a group of people were asked to project onto a flask of water after he got out of jail he went and talked to her and for whatever reason whatever he said to her he convinced her to go and drop the charges and she did drop the charges and they got back together now there's been a bunch of drama between them fighting different guys coming in the picture and some physical stuff. There has been substance abuse, rumors and confirmations. And really in the beginning, I just felt bad for Candace. I mean, to me, she seemed like a woman who had obviously had a rough life, who's probably been in a string of relationships with abusive and controlling men. And she just didn't see, seem super street smart. And I don't mean that in a disrespectful way. She just seems a little bit backwood you know, country, honky, which ain't nothing wrong with that. You can be street smart, book smart, all that, and be country and honky and all that. I'm not saying that in a disrespectful way. I'm just saying that, you know, that just country lives out of an acre boot, everything that she is. And I just felt bad for her because I felt like she was probably being manipulated until, until I started seeing kids is playing some really strange games. So we know that on the day that Summer went missing, she went to the water holes. She picked up the 15-year-old little boy. She That was her friend that she kind of took under her wing as her son. She says, Me and my mother and her were planting flowers. And we went in after we got done washing our hands. And she got a piece of candy from Grandma. And she wanted to go back over and see her brothers. And I said, okay. And I walked her all the way over to the porch. And I watched her walk into the kitchen where the boys were watching TV. And I told the boys, I said, watch Summer. I'll be back. And we went back to where her sister was. And they started to play with her toys in the playroom. I said, okay. And I yelled downstairs for her a couple times. And I didn't get no answer. Which was unusual. Because usually she always answers me. And so I went down there to check. And she was nowhere inside. She's gone. around here scared of the bears and snakes. And even the coyotes that are around here. Well, whoever has my daughter... I pray and hope that they have not harmed her and they bring her back to us safe and sound. She seems to get online or go to the church and play very sweet and innocent, but she has a very different streak to her that seems to be 
from what it looks like, I don't know, manipulative and very deceitful. The other night we were all sitting around and it started going wild crazy on social media. And you guys, all the links will be down below as always that Don had been arrested and that there was a phone call that was released that Candace was just crying and upset and they had come and taken him and extradited him. And let's listen to this phone call. Oh, hey, Mary. Hey. Hold up. What's going on, Candace? They just put Donnie away. Who did? The police. They did? How come? I don't know. They were telling the reason why. But they, they're flying about the bus and Massachusetts. They're flying him off to Boston? Yeah. Really? Oh my gosh, Candace. You don't they didn't they didn't tell you why? No. What they just knocked on the door and came in and cuffed him and took him? Yeah. Oh my god. I'm oh I'm so sorry, Candace. Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I I wish I wish they would have told you the reason why. They didn't tell me anything. They just said they that they had to take him. Because Jeannie's dead again. <laughs> oh really? Wow, Candace, I'm really sorry. I'm so sorry, Candace. Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry, honey. I just, I feel so bad for you. I wish I was there. I wish I could hold you, Candace. Want a second income stream? Because if you can download an app from the App Store, then you can now build a passive six-figure income. He's never given me the kids as long, ever. He's always been the greatest father. Right. Um. <laughs> oh my gosh, Candace, I'm so sorry. Gosh. Um, um, they, so, so you don't think that they're just going to take him for maybe a couple of days and release him? No, I don't think so. You don't think so? Hmm. Hmm. Well, then, whatever and her friends did. <laughs> you know, I I don't know, Candace. I don't know. You know, they might just take him maybe for a couple of hours. Maybe there's time to to question him or something. You know what I mean? But why would they take him all the way to Boston? This is the question, yeah. I don't, I don't know. Boston? I don't know. I don't, he don't have any ties in Boston that I know of, right? Not at all. Yeah, not that I know of, just, I mean, the only places he's ever been is, is like. Federal, that's all I know, Federal. Federal? Huh. Yeah. yeah, I don't know, Candace. 
Oh my goodness. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. I don't know what I know. I don't know what he knows. Oh my gosh. I know. When's your mom? Is your mom coming back? No. She's not? From the town. That's all I know. Hmm. Wow. Wow, that is just crazy, Candace. Uh, I'm just, I'm really sorry to hear that, Candace. I just, I can't believe that they didn't, I don't know, they didn't say something to you. You know what I mean? I guess, and then, and then, so they said that they were going to take him to Boston. Are you, are you sure they didn't say Utah? Over the mention mafia stuff. Oh, right. Um, <laughs> so do you know anything about that? No, I don't know. Wow. Wow. Did he ever come into some money that you knew about or anything? About $80,000. Yeah, that's just... That's just really crazy, Cam. Wow. Yeah, that's crazy, Candace. I just, I, I don't understand what's going on. Because if they're going to extradite him to Boston, I, God, I just don't know why they would do that, you know? And that's... Hmm. Wow. Yeah. Huh? The drug cartel, is that what you said? They're going to kill him, they're going to hurt him? Well, well, if he's messed up in drugs, Candace, that's not your fault, okay? That's not your fault, Candace, okay? And there's not a lot you know, there's not. That was to Mary. So that was Dawn's stepsister. You know, the one that we saw in the second video. And listen to how upset she sounds. And she's saying different things. Like she even says that the cartel had got him. And Mary was so concerned because even though she knows her brother has done all this stuff that he did in the second video. Y'all need to watch it if you haven't. She still loved him. He was her brother. She was so Oh, really? Wow, Candace, I'm really sorry. I'm so sorry, Candace. Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry, honey. I just, I feel so bad for you. I wish I was there. I wish I could hold you, Candace. He's never given me the kids long, ever. He's always been the greatest father. <laughs> oh my gosh, Candace, I'm so sorry. All that's fake. She 
lied and did all of that. All of that fake crying, the hyperventilating, the freaking out, the sounding like she is devastated and had Mary so upset. But the part that really concerned me is, first of all, how could she lie like that? Like for that crying? I mean, I understand doing a little joke and maybe you're like, oh, you know, go pick up something and then there's something underneath, it, you know, but that extensive amount of time of crying and faking, that's the first thing that's weird to me. Like, how do you just cry on command like that and act so upset unless you need to for some reason? They would later, Dawn and her, come out and say, allegedly say it was just a prank. Your daughter is missing. Your five-year-old daughter has been missing for two months. You have no idea where she's at, allegedly, according to you. Who's got time to make pranks? Who's got time to get online and pretend like any kind of joke to try to stir some stuff up, some online drama when your child is missing? Who can have anything else? I know the things that are it, it dang near keeps me up at night and she's not even my daughter. I know a lot of y'all are completely invested in the well-being of this little girl. And the mother is online with Dawn playing pranks where she's pretending to cry. It makes me wonder if all of the tears were fake from both of them. It makes you wonder. You know what it also makes me wonder is she was more upset in this prank pretending like her husband had went to jail than I've seen her be about her daughter being missing this whole time. I did want to add that different people deal with hard and troubling times in different ways. So just because this all seems very strange doesn't mean she's guilty or Dawn's guilty. It just means that in my opinion, it's strange. And I thought it was important to note well, I think it's very strange. I don't understand what's going on. I mean, why would somebody fabricate a story with the drug cartel? Is that part of the truth? Or is that the truth? I mean, come on. Is she that messed up that she's confessing and she doesn't even realize? I, mean, I don't know, ladies and gentlemen. I wasn't there. I wasn't in her state of mind. I have no idea. I'm just trying to think out loud is guilt waiting on somebody's heart the truth will set you free is the nightmare haunting somebody i don't know what is your all's take crazy witch lady wolf missing there's a little video I found quite interesting. It was the morning of, I don't know if I can find it. I'll try. The morning of that she went missing. It was Don's partner was interviewed at a restaurant. And I didn't save it. And watch, I won't be able to find it. Now, anytime that you interview somebody that has disgruntled employee or disgruntled partner, 
uh, you got to take that with a grain of salt because, you know, they can taint whatever you want to say. They, they can just come out and say, well, I came for it because I'm mad and I just want to, I just want to smear his name and smite him. But I got the video. So I don't know, man. You tell me. I went through and I watched everything to five o'clock that morning. I went and watched the links. I went and watched Dr. Phil. I went and watched the interviews. I went and watched the interviews with the sound off like I was taught and trained. They had professionals on this case. Don't forget. Law enforcement says anything and everything is on the table. Now, watch this interview. Now, this is interesting. Now, I don't know what this person has, but he's got something to share. So we're going to share. Now, this may put a candle or a topping on the cake. I have no idea. But uh, Dudley Allen. Better, better, swing. Deadly agent, Don Wells' ex coworker. And he did say, Yeah. Deadly uh, John was uh, getting emotional on the phone with me when he was talking. He's going to meet us at seven. He's ready to get some stuff off his chest. We will be interviewing him face to face. He is yet another victim of Don Wells and Candace Wells' charade. That Don reached out to me, and this is honest to God's truth, oh, I believe it. while I was with Betty and said, you're focusing on the wrong people, it's not us. We need to talk to this guy. And I'm like, what? That's when people started coming to you. I personally know you're innocent. So if, the if, reason if why- If I was the suspect, I believe TBI and exactly. FBI you're in Orange County, would have taken me because they I've met with them every time they ever called TBI has been in the house and I knew the first 20 seconds I talked to him he already lost interest in yeah why so, do you think they came to your house well because for one it's their job <laughs> they have to do that mm -hmm. but obviously Don Wells said that I was the main suspect. I mean, I had the state police at my dad's house at 1.30 in the morning in Churchill. The day, the next day, he fired, you know, he fired me on a Monday and Tuesday morning at 1.30. I got this call from my dad. He's called multiple times. Something's wrong. So I called at seven and, are you in some kind of trouble, son? <laughs> they didn't even tell him what they were there for. They just was looking for me. Don Wells knew where I lived. Okay, Weber City, Virginia and Churchill, Tennessee is two totally different places. <laughs> How does it make you feel that he's, you know, um, we know that he's put your name through the He's called you drug addict, you know, all these things. How does that, how does that make you feel? I mean, when I first heard it, you know, it made me upset and angry because for one, I never done anything with him, but you know, uh, so <laughs> right, right. So, um, 
<laughs> Which I don't think is a crime. Is that, is that a crime in Tennessee? I don't Virginia is legal. Okay. So it's legal in Virginia. That's where we're living. Okay. Uh, how do I feel about it? You know, I mean, because he, he, he he's, said basically he's that you're a, a meth addict. You see, the problem is Don Wells, Candace Wells knows what happened to Summer Wells. So I was in the way. When I've seen him, I've never seen Don this way before. He had this look on his face like something really bad happened. So what, you, when you say that, what date was that date? So well, she went missing on that 15th. When you say the Monday. That's the 14th. The 14th the day I got fired that evening. That's the day he said, well, he was talking about having everybody at the job and stuff. Tuesday, today, summer come missing. I believe is what I heard. Uh, Richard Tucker and all them. Um, but that was Monday, not Tuesday. So to me, I'm like, why is he lying about the day? Monday, he didn't show up. I work Saturday. And Monday, I go in and he's sitting on a tub, like head down and just destroyed. At the job site, what yeah. Job that, site was that? that was uh that was that was the one you recorded me at doing the drywall Saturday when it was. That was that job. That's the job he said, I couldn't tell what you had done that day. I put five buckets of mud on, she recorded me. And gotcha. he got mad because I went over his work and it looked better. So he envied and he thought I was a to him. He was going to lose his job. Was What's the, what was the address that you got, the last job that he was working on before someone went missing? I could tell you exactly where it was, the address. I could have looked at okay, the well, numbers. Location. Um, it was, um, what exit was that? Uh, man, I get confused in the towns, but um, it, I know it wasn't bluffs. It was close. There's a better way to view the work schedule. Try when I work. WordPress made easy as pie. Go big with Blue Host. Yeah, that's what it was, Jonesboro. So you got fired the day before Summer got reported missing. Yeah, I got fired the day before. The day he looked all crazy and shit. Who he fired? was going to Jamie. He went to see Jamie down the street from the job site. Okay, he went. Who's uh, Jamie? Jamie was the well. Jamie was the guy that he said he went and talked to. You know, uh, when Richard Tucker and all of them was there. That was, but he didn't say I was there. See, he's saying that was on Tuesday. That's what I heard, but that was on Monday. That's it, the day I got fired. It, they were all there. Did Don fire you or Richard Tucker fired He's like your supervisor. Time supervisor. Well, 50. That was on the job. He wanted me to go sub because I'd make more money working with Don. He needed some help. Don was doing like maybe one house a month. OK, 
right? And we with him, so therefore we jumped up to the house. You know, we was doing uh, a whole house and then. Did you see him in Kansas interact, or maybe even she would come to the house? She would come to the job site. With she grandma. would. And how would how how did they interact with her? Like who's her? Um, the parents, like Don and Candace, how did they interact? They were with always fight half the time. They fought a lot. Yeah, they fought a lot. Did what? you ever see them abuse summer? Uh, I never. I seen them not summer, no. But I mean. Depends on what you consider abuse, you know. Now, right here, ladies and gentlemen, when somebody asks you a direct question, that is a direct answer. Define abuse. Now, we know, ladies and gentlemen, beyond a reasonable doubt, what abuse is. Do we or do we not? Well, you're telling to go and walk on the wall or sitting on stairs. Five years old. The walkboard is the same walkboard they had in the picture of her coming from her house down to the ground. That was her steps. So a walkboard is aluminum and they have holes. You know, it's not something a five year old should walk that walkboard. I'd be like, Don, what if she falls? This tough job be going down in trouble. But, you know what I mean? You should have kids there. So when you, you said that um, the grandma and Candace would come to the job Yeah, they, they come Why there would a they couple come? times. Why would they go there? Uh, either, well, one time they came there to get money. Uh, one time we had to go outside because of the fight. I don't know what they were fighting about. Um, but most of they fought a lot. When they came there, what, what kind of Ladies and gentlemen, am I seeing stuff, or is this is this rehearsed, or am I just imagining things? She drove in a Subaru. Subaru. Yeah, I believe it got in and took it away. Oh, they five did. months or something. I don't know, but I'm pretty sure. Was it so we can fight for life. Oh, that was a yellow. Moon. That was a red. Red. Subaru Outback. Huh? Subaru Outback. Not an Outback. It was a, it was a small little cross track. Cross track, okay. Yeah. It was a nice car. The day he fired me, he was driving it with tools in it. And we was, everybody was making fun of him. Like, oh, why are you truck your wife's car to work? <laughs> now, with that, that's the day before Summer was reporting this. Did he take that Subaru to work any other prior time? Was that that day on the that day only, the only day I seen the day he fired me on a Monday. Did he tell you why he was driving that car? No, he didn't tell me why. I don't remember. Gotcha. No, so if he got the questions before he got interviewed, he'd be better prepared. But when somebody's got their arms crossed and sit back in the seat, Watch his eye movement. Watch his head. Watch how he cocks his head. Watch his mouth. I'll let you go from there. I was begging Jesse to give me my own house and move me away from Don. The dude's crazy. There's something wrong with him. Deliberately starting trouble, and you know they didn't listen to him. 
and then instead they set me up for the kill. So did Don ever bring the boys to work with him? Yes. He has. Yeah, he, he brought them to the Fact, the first one was that house. Yeah, he had one son, the oldest. Yeah, yeah. Josie, Josie, yeah. He was smoking weed, right? They left the roach on the damn nose and so they can get in trouble. Pretty dead like me. I smoke. Ladies and gentlemen, if you don't know what funny tobacco is, that is marijuana, which is weed, ladies and gentlemen. I'm just letting you know. And you trying to tell me that somebody did not partake in that, if that was on job site? Mud walls? Okay. All right. Do it. That's a mess Nine o'clock last night. I wouldn't trust it. He said, I want you to come to the house. And I'm like, what? He goes, come to the house and just me, you, and Candace, no cameras, no audio, nothing. I took my wife there to get my money one time. She begged yeah. Yeah. to never. Why are you bring sweating, her there brother? That's why. Why are you sweat? Okay. Hmm. Hey. How is the condition of the home? I never got outside of the Airbnb. Yeah. So from just walking to her from the outside, I'm like, where are you taking me? You know, somebody lives here, you know? When, when you say you had to go there and get money, what's it like? Does he pay you out of the Yeah, like, pay you, yeah. yeah. When did you get rich. Showing up on the first page of Google might not be the best for everyone. Richard, see, I didn't understand that, not Richard. Jesse. The direct deposited the money in his account because it was his job. So he would pay me my portion out of it, you know, which was 50-50. So I never actually got to see what the deposit was, but he told me what I'd make off of every job. And he would pay me my cash. Did he ever stiff you? Yeah, he stiffed me. He stiffed me. The last time I was supposed to get uh, $2,100, they me three hundred you know he went a couple of days and I kept calling Jesse. I was like, Did Don get paid? Yes, and I ain't getting paid. He said he hasn't paid y'all. Already deposited the money in his account. I said, All right, well, called him back. Like I said, he didn't give me shit. I would have gave him three hundred dollars. That ain't shit compared to twenty one. You know, no, he didn't give me shit. He said he paid you four hundred. Well, he didn't pay me four hundred. He only paid me three. And I had a neighbor that recorded it while I was getting it, and I was asking, "Have you heard anything about summer?" And he just wigged out on me, like I should have never asked that question. Why not? I'm worried about you, you know, your daughter. You know, just kind of. When you said that he had the job, or he was. Um... You know, not right the next day, and he was sitting in that tub. Um, he acted crazy at the job every day. He, he did act crazy. <laughs> like, what give examples of what you say crazy? Okay. <laughs> My favorite was this I'm pulling the metal around the window, and actually, I'm pulling a butt joint on the wall next to a window, 
and he walks up to me with a scoop of mud on his knife and flings it right on a brand new window and says, I bet you can't do that. I said, when are you going to grow up? I said, now you get to clean that shit. He turns around after I finished pulling the butt, takes a picture of it, sends it to Jesse and says, look, we done it. He's fighting. You know, just set me up for uh, a kill. And Jesse didn't call me. He just let me on deal with it. So, remind me who Jesse is again. Tucker. Oh, Jesse Tucker. Okay. Yeah, Jesse's Richardson. Richardson. He's the one that's letting the business go to shit. He'd rather have child pedophiles working for him in his neighborhoods. You who know, would that be? And, and meth head uh, Don Wells. <laughs> uh, if I would have known I was working with child pedophiles, I don't believe he would have made it. When you call Don Wells a pedophile, why? Why, why is well, he he's, uh, pedophile? Well, he's... That he was molested. Possibly Candace got pissed off and, and killed her because she was jealous. So, you know, you know, the same thing. And, and I hear I've had Candace run out the door. Did I tell you, hey, fucking kids? Not with the dimes. Should have kept our legs closed. But Don, on the other hand, he never got the good book about growing up. He's definitely a childlike 14 year old stuck in a 53 year old body, whatever he is. Because he's games. He mud on the floors. You know, he wrote all this shit on walls that I got fired for. <laughs> and he admitted about a week ago on there that he wrote down everything the mess had to do. Yeah, you heard that. So he admitted that he wrote it on the walls and he said I did. We heard that at some point TBI or Hopkins County Sheriff, I didn't hear which, um, asked you where John Bell's buried Summer's body. Is that true? Uh, you know. Think fast. Think fast. Yeah, to a point. It wasn't them that actually. Who was Did you it? say the FBI, TBI? Or, no, said, yeah, that. law enforcement. No. Let me just say law enforcement. No, it was uh, it was a guy named Chris. Uh, you know what? I think you know. I don't know. I think it was a phone call. Somebody on the phone called me. Was it not on the phone, or was that when we went over there to Rock Springs to meet with Chris? Do you remember that? I can't remember if it was on the phone or if it was in person. I want to say it was when I talked to Chris over there at Rock Springs. We went over there to look and see about the concrete footage. Because they're the ones that said, do you think she possibly could have been buried in a house or something? I said, you know what? I said, they had a lot of holes around that last job we did. I said that they had to put concrete footers in Said and the holes were there, but the concrete wasn't. That is a house on top. And what location was that at? Rock Springs, oh, Rock exit Springs. six. I'm sorry, Edinburgh. Rock Springs, exit six on Edinburgh. 
Do you know the address or road name? Uh, I just know how to get there. Yeah. It's it's literally the Edinburgh is the subdivision with the school that's built in. But if you were to drive around, it starts with a C, Climbing or something street, turn right on it and go down all the way to the end, take a left, and you'll see the brand new houses. The very house in the corner that's on the right side of the corner, that's the last one me and Don did. And all them houses to the left of that to the right of that house. What even This is a scenario, and you're how do you feel about it? I want to get the punchy roll. I just think it's it's like a nightmare, you know. It's you know, I constantly people asking me, you know, I saw this video, saw that video on YouTube, this and that, and it's just becomes too much. Yeah, you know, how's this affected your son? Well, we try not to talk a whole lot, you know, with him. You know, but you know, he'll say like on my phone or whatever. He's like, Mom, why do you want to listen to that? You know, because I want to follow what this man's doing, you know, what he's going to say about Ray and this and that. And Dude, who gives a rat for him? You got nothing to do with it. Who cares? If you had an opportunity to tell the world anything about this, if you had something to tell uh, the world about Don or Candace Wells, what would it be? I'm going to ask Dudley first, and then I'm going to go to you. I think that the world really needs to look a little deeper into their eyes. Because if they listen to them, they don't care. They're not doing anything to make it better for their kids. So as far as... Um, everybody knows the truth. they know the truth but them you know I mean it's, it's it's I don't know what else to say he's running thousands of people around and wasting their time their valuable time that they're trying to help them find summer and they don't give a shit about it lying and he's you know eventually just going to cut his own throat like he's already done you know multiple times I mean they played pranks on his sister that he molested at 12 and he said he didn't know what that, that was all right so this goes on and on and he just keeps bashing the hell out of them all right so all right we know we know all right that girl did one hell of a job yes we know what what would what, what allegedly transpired okay yeah we know we heard it we heard the recordings we can watch go back and watch the videos we can watch the news interviews you know, first off, if I was going to do an interview, first off, I'd be like, screw you all, man. I screwed up because I worked for somebody I didn't do any homework on. And I didn't know that, hey, I was going to do stuff with somebody that he was doing dope while on the job with this kid. Man, dude, I got busted. Whoa, y'all. No. I wouldn't talk to you. But sit there and try to paint and portray a picture on somebody else? There's more to the story. And he is right, ladies and gentlemen. People in that town knows what happened. They do. That's why the authority 
is saying anything and all is on the table. There is a bounty, 40 or 50,000, I don't remember how much it is right now, reward money. So where does it stand? Where do you stand? A lot of smoke and mirrors, Lady Wolf. Oh, a whole lot of watch this and I don't, man, it's, it, I'll tell you what. It's a mess is what it is. Messy, completely screwed up. Yeah. Standing stones, yep. Man. Now I know why that lady, gentleman, whoever on that Facebook group didn't want to talk to me. Absolutely. I really do. I understand why. The more and more I watched it that night, and the more and more I went through it during the week, yeah. I don't want to be on YouTube being made fun of or misspoke run through the mud, edited. I like to see that whole conversation. I don't want to see segments of that interview at that restaurant. You know, that's why I said you can only use what you want. Yeah, guys pissed off for whatever reason. That's why I said, is, is he credible? I couldn't tell you. Who knows? Messy. Now, you know why you want to talk. The human body, ladies and gentlemen, does not like to lie. We all know that. They had professional interviewers, interrogators. The best in the nation on Dr. Phil that talked to the parents. That episode is on YouTube. You can watch it for yourself. Make up your own decision. Your own theories. So the panel has the case. The verdict is in. And next week, it will be announced. Now, how this is going to shake out, I have no idea. But hopefully that the groups that are supporting this missing five-year-old that's actually trying to help allegedly spreading the word. It's got 10,000 plus members or more and these other groups. Yeah, that woman was great, man. I applaud her. Man, does she spend the hours? And, you know, when I was going from interview to interview on the news and I kept coming back to her, and I was like, man, I applaud her. I mean, she reminded me of Shay. That's what Shay would have done. Exactly. That's how detailed. So, yes. She did a very well job, an excellent job. There's all kinds of videos out there to watch. Absolutely. But, I mean, that was the best ones that, that was in a short time period for y'all to watch to get an overview instead of me trying to explain everything, which I would have been more than happy to. But 
the way she laid it out and the way she had those conversations that already was already taped and recorded and played, I was like, wow. So, well, standing stones. I won't make a comment on that. People have already made comments about the pictures. You know, it is what it is. You know, who knows? Hello, Midwest. Welcome, welcome. So, before we end the show, what do y'all think? What's your all's thoughts? They're probably watching, or they're going to watch. The word's out. Everybody knows we're working on this case. Yes, they do. I made sure of that. Absolutely, I did. So. Crazy Witch, it was actually Sonia that brought it up. Uh, we were looking for a case because uh, Shay uh, took some time off and and we went to Google and we was asking for some cases and Sonia brought this up. We brought one up on Google and Sonia brought this up and and we went to that one on Google and, and it just kept and was like, wow, hmm, yeah, it is upsetting. Just can't wait until the panel. You know how hard it is them wanting to call me each night and be like, man, you ain't going to believe. Don't tell me. I don't want to know. Now, ladies and gentlemen, what to expect on the next episode of part three? Now, this is where this panel of people come forward. These people have abilities. Some people call them psychics. Some people call them psychic mediums. Some people call them clairvoyance. Some of them can remote view. However you want to call them, label them. But they're going to do what they know how to do. And they're going to look into it. And they're going to come forward, each one of them. And they're going to tell us what they see and what they saw. And what is unfolded while they investigate this case themselves. They have no idea about any details about the mom and dad. They have no details about what you all have seen. They have no details of nothing. Everyone got the same thing this time. A picture. And that was it. I think one got a picture in the first name. That's it. Nothing else. And that's how they operate. We got them from all the way from America to Greece to Australia, Netherlands. We got them all across the world, these people with ability. So we're going to see what's going to happen. But the only thing I can say is, is A, everybody's innocent until proven guilty in a quarter long. And this is entertainment purposes only. So, but next Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern time, each one of them was going to come on the show and give their results. 
So until then, ladies and gentlemen, I'll see you at nine o'clock Eastern time on the next show. Take care and God bless. See you soon. It's a grizzly. Should we get out of here? No. We're gonna watch and listen. Action. It's a grizzly. Oh, ship, should we run? <laughs> no. Action. It's a grizzly. Oh, shit. Should we run? <laughs> okay. It's a grizzly. Are you sure it's not Jim Monk? <laughs> No, I'm out of here. Action. It's a grizzly. I'm out of here. Huh. Maybe it is a chipmunk. It's a grizzly. Gonna die? I don't know. We're just gonna sit here and listen and watch. Let's get out of here, maybe. <laughs> Fall! <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>